Greetings and welcome to episode 24 of the Weekly Review, the weekly podcast for Words About Games, where we talk about the games that we've been playing. I just realized I didn't... Did I upload the audio for the last podcast? Yeah, I did. I don't did, know. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, sure you shared it. It's on Twitter. You shared I mean, it on Twitter. I share the links all the time. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't mean anything the links are saved in a, in a notepad document on my computer i just copy paste them <laughs> i'll have a look for you while you do this intro Amy. that's good i mean i've done the intro like i'm your host amy k alexander joined this week by <laughs> mr daffer mark moody um turn, ladies and gentlemen we just had a five minute discussion about what episode number this is and i don't know if you noticed but i almost forgot in the intro <laughs> oh, yeah, I, know. I always notice that i see everything cheers what do you think? Of I'm the, everywhere. What do you think of the new camera angle? Because it's your first really time playing the camera. I like it. Really kind of gaming. It looks really good. It looks really good. It's good. Almost because... as good, ladies and gentlemen, as the Bahrain Grand Prix. Oh, oh my God. Was that the most exhilarating race that you've seen in 2021? It was amazing. The staffing was amazing. Hamilton was just like. Yo, I'm a seven downward champion. You're not going to get past me, boy. Maybe when you're a little older. But no, yeah, that was a fantastic race. Amazing, ladies and gentlemen. And as I've literally now scared you all off, let's get back to Amy. I'll give you 30 seconds. Um, I was going to say something. Yeah, I was going to continue talking about the thing we'll be talking about. So the desk is a corner desk. It's a custom-built corner desk because the, the yes. room, the this room, has it's like because there's a fireplace in the room above below, so it has like a chimney breast going all the way up. So it's yeah, got I like, do as well. So it's got like two alcoves, and I've got the the desk. I got we got some wood, and we we like built. We basically just built a custom desk to go in and all the way along. It's really big, but it's like a corner desk, so it's like it curves. And I and like when I've been because this is where I was sat, so like in the old podcasting days of last week, like this is where I was sat, like yeah. facing this way. But it's like a corner part of the desk, so I always felt a bit bunched in and stuff. And I was just like, you know what? I used to have it like this in the old days, and I don't, I don't know why I changed it. And I remember because there's a bed there, <laughs> and I cared no, about that kind I of thing at one point. But I was just like, no, I just moved it around. And it's like it's so much more comfortable. I've got so much more space. Like, I'm not like, laptop, oh no, drink right next to laptop. What could possibly go wrong? Now I've got like, as Phil would say, I've got room for activities. That's what I like. He likes to say that. There's room for activities. I got room for activities. Got room for days. Stretch my arms out in both directions. Look. How are you? I'm not bad. Not bad at all, I mean, I've had a long week, as you all know, ladies and gentlemen. I wasn't in for the uh, latest episode of the Words About Games podcast. You had the amazing Keith tagging in for me, where you had the had the original crew, basically, wasn't it? Back two together. Thirds. The OG, or two-thirds of the OG, back together, bringing it all in, allegedly, uh, and doing all the things... <laughs> I have to drop it for him. I have to drop it for him. But yeah, doing all the things. And yeah, it was a fun time. It was a fun listen. I won't lie. It was a very fun listen. It was a slow news week, so you didn't really miss all that much. I saw. I saw. But we had fun. We always do. 
So this is the thing. This is the thing about these podcasts where it's just like, I try my best to keep them friendly and conversational. I was about to say confrontational. I've been on the wrong word. I'm very tired. Moody knows. Um, conversational and like, you know, it's just it's just a chat between friends. So even when like nothing's going on and we've got really got nothing to talk, too much to talk about, it still feels like an hour and a half. <laughs> Uh, to answer your question, no. Okay, I don't remember what the question was. You asked me if the podcast is up on the audio feed, and it says not. Uh, so it took, yeah, it took ages to upload, and it, it wasn't gone, and it was like 1am, <laughs> and I think I abandoned it. I'll do it after this, it's fine. I don't know, just so you know. It's fine, it was already late, so whatever. Um, this is a weekly <laughs> review. We've got three games to talk about this week we're talking about it takes two we're talking about genesis noir and we're talking about evil inside game that was advertised on the playstation youtube channel i'm gonna keep i want people i want everybody to keep that in mind when i go ahead and talk about it later in this podcast okay this is gonna be interesting (laughs) um Let's get going. You haven't talked about a game for like a month. So I'm going to sit here and I'm like, hey, it's time to talk about It Takes Two. Moody, take it away. <clears throat> it Takes Two, Liz Jones is an action-adventure platform developed by Hazelight Studios. You know that guy, fuck the Oscars guy type of guy. You all remember him, even though a deep time he wishes he was at the Oscars. Um, and published by Electronic Arts under EA Originals label. Uh, the game has been released on Windows, PlayStation 4, and 5, the Xboxes, and that, and that's it. Basically, that's what's in here. It's been the, it, it, as you all know, uh, Joseph Farris, that's the guy's name, the fuck the Oscars guy type of thing, and he's been laboring this as a game that we will not expect, or and you should be excited for. Amy, we have played what three? Here's hours? a question, Rudy. Does Joseph Farris are you? A thousand dollars. Does Joseph Farris owe me a thousand dollars? Yeah, because we talked about. I remember it on the this reference. I remember this reference. Does Joseph Farris owe you a thousand dollars? He said it. It's impossible to get bored playing it. It takes two, and anyone who did get bored, he would give them a thousand dollars. That's it. That's what I remember. Does he owe you? Well, we have. I can't. I can't say yes or no to that right now because we haven't finished the game. I've what I was you with you. what we've played. Don't no. lie. <laughs> no, he does not owe me a thousand dollars. As much as I want to say yes, this I mean, game is amazing. I'm as much as I want a thousand dollars. Yeah, as much as I would love a thousand dollars or a thousand pounds for us in the UK, a thousand sterling. Um, this game is going going off what we've played so far, which I believe is what three, four hours in. Three hours. Take, yeah, three hours. Is absolutely amazing. It is. It is so, so good, so endearing. So the story is taking you places, and you just we we were saying it during the stream. By the end of us, we're going to be crying. We know we are. We're going to be like, oh, for God's sakes, man! Like seriously. And if they give us a choice, which I I haven't looked at, I haven't looked at things or anything like that. I haven't read reviews or anything. Good. Like I've checked on like the open critic score just because of fantasy critic and obviously our go our head to head thing. But other than that, I haven't read any because I don't want to. I like to just go in and think, get my own opinions on it. And this this game one visually 
beautiful as hell. It's so unique, the visual style they've done for this game. It's so, so good. Um, but the what has surprised me so more from a developer standpoint, for me alone, just because obviously, as you know, if you know, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm obviously studying to become a video game developer, the things they have put in this makes this one of the most unique and endearing games I've played, I'm going to say, in the last two years. This has so many different takes of different gameplay styles. It's amazing. You have third-person shooting in there. You have throwing mechanics. You have a fighting mechanic in there, which came out of nowhere. Uh, a flying mechanic. You... A, a jumping mechanic. You've got so many mechanics that make this game so in, so unique. And you were enthralled with the characters who you're playing. You love the characters, even though they are both pain in the asses. And you understand why they may want to... Not going to spoil anything. Uh, go in separate directions type of thing. Uh, but you understand... But you also... You can see... You can see that love in them still. <clears throat> And it's so well done so far. And I can't wait for you and me to play this again later on in the uh, earlier in the week this week coming up. And I'm just excited. I want to play more of, the, more of this game right away. This game, I was so... It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing right now. I've already put it on my, on my great level, on my scale. It could get to next level if if it goes the way. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put it up there until I've finished it because it's not fair for me to say it, I think, personally. But um, yeah. This is a this is for now is a great game to what I played. So I don't have to worry about spoilers about things that are in the first cutscene, um, because that's just the premise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Like I wasn't bored. Um, I wasn't surprised that this game was great <clears throat> because I think a way out is underrated, and everybody who didn't like it sucks. Way out is amazing. I'm right, you're wrong. That's just the way it is. Yeah. You see what they you see what they've taken from Way Out. And there are some niggas to Way Out, there's no doubt about it. But Way Out is still a great game. They've taken the negatives from this and they've just fixed it for me. Going off from the first few hours I've played so far, they've fixed the negatives and they've made this just a great co-op experience. It is a really good co-op experience. Like, it's... Like, we get into the fundamentals and and whatnot. I was worried you were going to try to drown yourself there. Um, <laughs> I'm a first boy. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, yeah, it's a great co-op game. Like, we're getting the fundamentals of, like, gameplay and mechanics and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, on the top level, like, I, I really enjoy it. It takes two. Like, I've had... I've had a great week. I've had a great few weeks with games, I think. Like yeah. I think I complained and then and then my complaining fixed them. It did, yeah. <laughs> Amy started bitching and then gig started coming out. You can say, Oh, it was just a coincidence, but you know what? I don't think it was. So it takes you we played it on stream on Friday night, um which is like the day it came out. Yeah, it was the like the day it came out. And I had a blast. Like, I knew I would, because, like, playing games with you is always fun. Um, and playing, like, this co-op... Like, it's the way the co-op is designed around 
Like the game, so you, the whole game is designed around co-op. It's like a way out. You can't play it by yourself. You can't play it with an AI partner. You have to play it with somebody else. So the game doesn't have to compromise its cooperative experience for like in so that it can it can be played. Like no, you have to play it with someone else. If you don't have a friend, it's cool. You can use friend pass. That's all we we've done. Um, we just use friend pass and. All you have to do is like download the game and then get an invitation from someone who's in the game. It's great, but like it's the way everything splits off. So like, we'll you, there's lots of times in this game where you just you're running around and you're both in the boat or you're both shooting the wasps or whatever other crazy thing you do in this time around because every chapter has every chapter has a completely new gameplay twist. Um, and then there's plenty of times where you separate and you have to do something to let me progress for then me to do something to let you progress or vice versa. Um, and I love, I love shit like that. I think that's fucking great. I always love it when games are designed like that. Like the, uh, the thing with the platforms where it's like, you have to throw your nail because you're like, you're playing like tiny doll characters in a, in a, in a normal size world. Um, yeah, it's like you're throwing your nail to stop the platform so I can jump on them. And then, you know, you're calling out back platform moves and then I'm like doing the platforming while you're putting the platforms up and we're trying to coordinate it and we're really bad at coordinating things because, you know, we're terrible at cooperation a lot of the time. (laughs) (laughs) We just fight against each other. And then, yeah, we do. We just fight. I mean, yeah, the stream, a few times we just try to murder each other. (laughs) We did, yeah. We actually did, yeah. The whack-a-mole sequence springs to mind. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you're saying I can hit you with this hammer? <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> I want to do that. I want to do that right now. Um, but like, I love that asymmetric gameplay. Like, and it's my that's my favorite part of a way out. Of a way out, it's my favorite part of a way out. It's also my favorite part of it takes two. Um, is like how that works because it's it's just great to like. To not approach a, a part of a game that's designed around co-op and think, and and like see that compromise that I was talking about, There's dust on top of my webcam. Um, I could see it because the ring lights right above it. Um, yeah, like it's not a compromise. Like it's this is this is like I said this a few weeks ago about a, another game, and I'll say it again. Like this this is the game that Joseph Farah's and company wanted to make. And they I did mean, not compromise fair. a single thing about it. Yeah, with how many different mechanics they have in this, yeah, they haven't compromised anything. They've gone f- full on Looney Tune on this, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's they did. absolutely they, amazing. Sherlock Holmes did this, and get a game like this always like it's always wonderful to play because um, every thirty minutes you're doing something different than what you were just doing. So, like, even if you're not digging what you're doing right now, don't worry about it, because (laughs) pretty soon you'll be doing something completely different, and maybe you'll dig that more. And I'll I'll be honest, I didn't... There was no part where I was like, I don't enjoy this. Mm -hmm. Like, I enjoyed everything they did. I'm trying to remember, like, everything we did. Like, there was platforming, and then we had the platforming, but we had the tools, and then there was third-person shooting when we got involved in the war war with between the the squirrels and the... Wasps. They turned into a street fighter part. <laughs> uh, and then it was like we were escaping on the plane, went made of the box. It's 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 a whole and the imagination as well. 
Like, but like, there's no part of this game where I think, "Ooh, this is this is the part they rushed," or "This is the part that they that they didn't spend like they didn't spend too much time on, or they didn't polish this." This is the part they, you know what I mean? Everything yeah. works pretty well. Like, none of it like is best in class, right? So like the the fighting part isn't like isn't as good as Mortal Kombat. The third-person shooting isn't as good as... I don't know. Insert favourite third-person shooter here. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not grabbing that hornet's nest. <laughs> but, like, it's never as, it's never as good as... It's, it's never as good as good as, like, a good version of it. But it's good enough. Yeah. Like, I could sit here and nitpick it. Like, platforming's a little bit floaty sometimes. Yeah, sure. The, 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 the shooting's a little bit... Like, the aiming's a little bit weird. I mean, and but my experience is completely different than Mooney's experience because we're using different things to, to get across levels. So like, yeah. you know, I was in, the tank. Yeah, in the, that on that part. Yeah, in in the shooting sections, for example, like you were using the um, was it like a mort? I couldn't. I wasn't really watching what you were doing. It was basically just a giant machine gun. Yeah, and obviously I had the 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 gun that like I shot the. Like to to, to yeah. explore it, so we had completely different experiences from that. And then, like you're talking about the flying mechanics of the plane, and it was like, well, I wasn't doing that because I was shooting in the turret or fighting a squirrel on top of the plane while you were trying to fly it in Street Fighter mode. But yeah, um, it's, yeah, like it, I've loved, I loved the boss fights. The two boss fights were so unique and so. Especially the first one. Actually, the first one was just like, yeah, what we, the hell is happening here? Oh, God, we're going to die here, Amy, type of thing. <laughs> the vacuum cleaner one was fun, but, like, because we fought a lot more than two bosses. Yeah, we fought three. Yeah, <clears throat> I just fought. We did no, the no, vacuum was, cleaner. The two there was box. many bosses as well. I'm just watching you kill me. Yeah. Um. But I know, like, there was many bosses. There was the beetle. There was the mortar wasp. Um. But, yeah, no. The second boss for me, I was like, the first boss was, I was like, yeah, that was okay, you know, like what, it, it was fine. And then we did the second boss where it was the toolbox. And like the, like I talk about this sometimes when I'm talking about games, like games that do escalation really well. Like I talk about this because I've, I've written most of my controller perspective and I talk about this in the controller perspective where it's like, I can get obsessed with really minute details about video games. Yeah. Like, that's why I make YouTube videos. And one of those things is escalation. You don't hear many people probably getting hyped for escalation. But, like, the way that boss fight escalates is just yeah. great. Where it's just like, first it's just like, don't get killed, fucko. And you try not to get killed and you're trying to figure out what to do. And then you figure out what to do and then you do... Do the thing that you're trying to do as long as Moody doesn't keep missing. And then you get to, and then I've got to do my bit. And then it gets to stage two. And like, this is the moment of pure joy <laughs> and terror <clears throat> as like the buzz star, the buzz saw appears and starts cutting the level up from out of nowhere. And like the, the platform we're on is getting smaller and holes have been punched in it. And like, it's just fucking best yeah. like that boss fight is one of the best things I've played in in a 2021 game 
all three boss fights, main boss fights, have all been different. They Very have been the same. Yeah. yeah, they all have been different, and that's what's so good about it. Um, they aren't sticking to one trope, which a lot of video games do, especially big AAA games and everything. But they, this one is, they've they've mixed it up. They mix it up so so much. I can't I can't wait to see what they've done for the when we play it again to see what 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 What's we're next? doing next. What's our next weapons? What are we going to be using next? What crazy idea have they come up with for me to probably have a teddy bear as a weapon or something? <laughs> you know? Who knows? Like, that's Who what's knows? great about it. Like, I, like, there is something to that. Like, it's not something most games could pull off like very successfully. And again, like, I think if, like, if a game like Mass Effect to bring up something you just said, like, had, like, every 30 minutes was a different type of game. That would ruin the experience of Mass Effect. Like, but with It Takes Two, it is just that thing of, like, yeah, we're going to play it again on Tuesday night and for another few hours, and we're going to play, like, four or five diff- more different games, like, it feels like, within the yeah, same game. Yeah, that's what game. it seems like, it, yeah. And, and, like I say, the, the gameplay mechanics are good enough. And then... The level of imagination and creativity that's gone into every aspect of the game. The story, the gameplay, the different types of gameplay, the world. The like, aesthetic. Yeah. You, you were there when we were streaming it, and I was fucking losing my shit. How ridiculous the... the you, you go to the tree, and you meet the squirrels, and the squirrels are all like these soldiers, and they've all got these ridiculous weapons that they've stolen from the house. And it's like they're fighting a war with the wasps, and the wasp like queen they've they've replaced the ro- wasp queen with a robot wasp, but the robot wasp was corrupted by the power. And I was like, this is just this is so weird and so random, and it's so hilarious, and I love yeah. it. I agree. It was bonkers. It was insane, and it's just it is so good, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't played this game, man, like seriously, go out and give it a go. Like I said, co-op the crap out of this, and you, I will be, I'll say this, what Joseph asked, asked you, I will be very surprised if you get bored of this game. If you find a boring element of this game. Like, I kind of want to call this podcast just Joseph Farris or what's a thousand dollars. Yeah, just Joseph Farris or what's a thousand dollars. And the immediate I'll answer is, out, no. He doesn't, <laughs> and I don't think he will. Like, no. like even if something like isn't working for me, like in a gameplay aspect, like let's say for example, the next part of the game is boring. To use Joseph Farris's word, like the gameplay or whatever is boring. Like the characters are still going to be entertaining and endearing and funny. I'm still going to be playing it with you. We're still going to be bantering backwards and forwards. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's possible for me to be bored. Yeah, I agree. For the rest of the game, and I don't want to talk too deeply into the story um, or the characters this week um, because we'll be playing it at least twice over the next week, and I imagine this. I'll is be just... surprised by the time we do our next impressions video, we haven't finished this. It's pretty long. Want to get I've on? Heard. We want to get on to Monster Hunter Rise. That's all. Yeah, it's pretty long from what I've heard though, so I don't think that's physically possible. Um, with our schedule, it's like fifteen hours long, supposedly. Um, but yeah, this is this is part one of two of a main thing. Like we're gonna dump more time into it. Like we could have held off, like we we've done with other AAA games, and given it a, a week to like really get into the game. But yeah, schedules and and stuff, and it was just like yeah, like even, you know what? Even if we planned to be like, let's stay if it's X two until next week, 
um, I probably still would have then played it on Friday and gone, I can't not talk about this game. It was oh, too we'll much fun. It was too much fun. Like, I got to talk about yeah. it. Okay. So if I'm just, I've just had a look. It says total chapters are seven. And it's yeah. roughly 12 to 15 hours. So if I'm right, if I'm going off right, we've done three chapters. So we're on, we're basically halfway there almost. We've only played for three hours, maybe. <laughs> Unless we're speedrunning the game, I don't think we're halfway through it. Oh, we're coming up to. Oh, we're coming up to us, maybe. I don't know. And I mean, I'm good at some video games, but you know what? I've never been a speedrunner. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not I'm, saying we have to speedrun it. I'm not saying that. So. Oh no, no. I'm just saying I don't think we're as far into it as you think. Plus, the chapters could get longer. That's yeah, always that's a possibility. True. Where's my light? There's my light. Um, and right now we're just rambling. Yeah. <laughs> while the yeah, while the gameplay plays to our right, I guess. If you're looking at the screen, yeah, whatever. It's on the screen. Just look at it. It's pretty great. I'm about to beat Moody in a mini game. Oh, that oh, that one fun. sucked. Tug of War. Another one you think? Oh, took a while. The plunger one. No, if I was, I can't, I can't, I can't rapidly press a button very fast. If, I, if, if, <laughs> no, this is the tug of war. I said I beat you. If we were talking about the plunger mini game, I would have said me. I, the game, I annihilated you. <laughs> yeah, you abused me. <laughs> no, I abused you when you got yourself sucked into the death torture machine. <laughs> Look out for some really good highlights coming next month from our March Twitch streaming highlight reel. Yeah, got a few different games though. That that, that month as well. We got I know, right? Dead Space, and we basically Among took us. two weeks off. Yeah, <laughs> like Dead imagine Space, Among Us. It takes yeah, this um, no phasmophobia. But imagine what okay. imagine what we could do, Moody. Imagine what we could do if we actually streamed for a month. <laughs> Who knows what will happen after next week, ladies and gentlemen. In, I'm streaming th probably three times this week, coming week. So you yeah, know. and I'll probably be taking all. I'll probably be streaming Among Us this Saturday. I was gonna say I was probably doing in Among Us. That that was the third. Oh, go on, play, baby. I'm easy. And then you can have the next one. I want to do the. I want to do the new map, but like as the camera streaming person for the first time. I've already That's thought. Fun. I've already thought of a great name. For, my, uh, for myself on, on, on Among Us next week while we're playing the new map. I'll tell you off camera. Because <laughs> um, people who play Among Us with us watch this stream. This stream? Watch this podcast. Very tired, everybody. Um, Cool. So that was it. It takes two. Look forward to us talking more in depth about the story um, and the characters next week. Much and, and probably about our, some of our other new favorite Gameplay mechanics. Well, actually, before we finish talking about it, takes two. What what was your favorite mechanic? What was your favorite part? <clears throat> I'm gonna ask you that. The the toolbox fight. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I, I loved it. The toolbox boss fight was my favorite part yeah. as well. Like the stuff the leading up wacky, to it was great. The most wackiest is the B part. Is the B fight? The, the, the oh my god. The whole I mean, element. The, the B fight was nuts. 
like I said, like the intro to it, though, the cutscene and the whole like the world. But like when you find the fucking like, I don't know, like they've drawn all of their history on the walls. <laughs> And you're like looking at it, and it's like it's just you get at the part where it's just like the squirrels stealing everything from the house, <laughs> like the pair of sunglasses, and it's just like someone, someone at his like studios who came up with with this, like the right, like who wrote this <laughs> section of the game had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, whoever the writers are. Which obviously we can surmise Joe Farris is one of them. Yeah, for Joseph Farris is the is the lead writer. I think he said it on on uh, interviews and stuff. Because I watched uh, I watched I think I watched an interview with him. I, there was some, no, it was on the Future Game Show. Man, ATXT was on the Future Game Show because that was how I knew about the underpants plane. Like before, like you know when you see a glimpse of it, and then it's like, and you were like, "Is that a plane?" And I was like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> I did say it that, was yeah. on the it was on the future game show, um, and Joseph Farris he was the, he's the writer, the director, and the founder of Hayes Light. Uh, is he the book? Is he voicing the book? I honestly don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't bother looking it up. Maybe he's gonna look it up. Um, oh yeah, I can't stretch this it takes two section out any further. So. That's true. Move on. Faster, faster, mush. Find the answer. Come on. You typing again? Like, what did you mistype? Yes. Honestly, this is why we're getting a divorce. Share like this. Why we're getting a divorce? Like, I've already stopped the gameplay fight. I mean, there's nothing happening right now. It was supposed to take you 10 seconds. That's not taking me 10 seconds. Get over it. It's not me I'm worried about. This is a podcast. <laughs> there are people probably okay, not watching he's anymore. Not, he's not the voice of the book. All right, cool. Then let's move on. To... No, we're, it's over. We're done. Let's move on to Genesis Noir. So I held a Twitter poll. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, eventually. a couple weeks ago, um, because uh, like sixteen thousand games came out last week, that all looked quite interesting, and I couldn't decide what to play. So I narrowed it down to four, um, and then I said I'll play the top one or two. Like everybody vote whatever you want. I linked all of the games, like the I linked the four games, their Steam pages, so you could see what they were, and people voted and. The two, the, the top two were Evil Inside and Genesis Noir, and I realized my mistake. Um, in that both of those games, Moody, came out on the Thursday of the week. Um, so I had like more than half a week <laughs> waiting for three games to come out in yeah. the span of twenty four hours, three days before a podcast recording. To say that mistakes were made. It's probably an understatement. But you live and learn. Um, okay, Joseph Farris more capped the book. Okay, I don't he care. This, this isn't It Takes Two anymore. This is Genesis Noir. Get over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you had your chance. You blew it. So, I still get there in the end. Evil Inside. That's what Sophia tells me. So, Evil Inside and Genesis Noir 
with the two games that won. And it's probably it's probably for the best in one regard because Toon Chair didn't come out. And what I mean by that is it didn't get delayed. Like the studio didn't go, hey, we have to delay our game. Like or like there was no delay. It it was supposed to come out on a day, and then it didn't. And then the Nintendo Switch store page updated to TVD, and no one knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> uh, and the other oh. one, I can't even remember, it was the Paradise Lost game, uh, which, I'll be honest, I wasn't massively interested in playing to begin with. Um, Is that the one I picked? I don't know. I can't see I can't see what who voted for what, but Evil Inside was number one, Genesis Noir was number two. <clears throat> Genesis Noir was on Game Pass, so I was able to pre-install it and play it pretty rapidly. Now, I don't really have any food around here to to serve as a metaphor because I'm going to eat, like, things I've said on this podcast, words I've said on this podcast, I'm going to eat a lot of them right now. So, the number one one was, oh, man, 2021, like, has gotten off to a ropey start. And then I, I look back at all of the games that we played, or I've played in the last few weeks, and think, oh, yeah, that's not true anymore. Number two, last week when we were talking about Everhood, and I said, this is the weirdest game I've played all year. This is going to be the weirdest game of 2021. And then you said, how can you say that? And I went, I just can't because Everhood is so weird. Nothing's going to top it. Cut to five days later. <laughs> I'm banging my desk for emphasis. <laughs> I played Genesis motherfucking noir. The weirdest game I've played in 2021. <laughs> Genesis, Genesis noir. For starters, the title is literal, right? Genesis Noir, and I'll get into that in a second. So the premise of the game, and I'm not actually going to butcher it this time. You know how I normally make my own one up, and it's not great? and Like, I, yeah. I couldn't do justice to Genesis Noir. So I'm going to read what it says on Steam. A noir adventure spanning time and space. When a love triangle between cosmic beings becomes a bitter confrontation, you'll witness a gunshot fired by a jealous god, otherwise known as the Big Bang. Jump into the expanding universe and search for a way to destroy creation and save your love. That's the, the, the description of this game. So I know what you're thinking, because I was thinking the same thing. Fuck is this game? <laughs> oh, of course, of course. That's definitely what I was thinking. I don't, I don't know what the hell it says, but I'm interested to find out. And I found out, and Moody, this is one of my favorite games I've played so far this year. I love it. Oh, I have no idea what's happening, but I love it. <laughs> and I mean that literally. So yeah, so it's this. So if you imagine, so when you start the game, the very first thing you're doing is, and it's got a very distinct art style. If you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see it right now. It's all whites and blacks with a little bit of color thrown in every now and again. Um, but it's a noir. It's a it's a noir set at Genesis, the creation of of the universe. So the title of the game for starters is literal, but how it represents all of this is so you. You're playing a character who inhabits a world called a constant, which exists before the creation of the universe. Um, so you're all like cosmic beings, gods, days, whatever you want to call them. And it's, the game starts off, you're on a street, because it's a noir. So it's like, imagine everything's 1930s Chicago. And like the very first thing you do is your, your guy with the trench coat and the hat is just standing on the street 
corner and there's a crowd in the distance, the game doesn't tell you what to do, what to do next. Like you, it's an adventure game, so it's kind of point and click in a lot of aspects. Yeah. So you start clicking on the people in the crowd and you you, you bring them over, and then like you go like, and you get you you sell them pocket watches. You just selling people pocket watches, and then and then you go home after someone mm-hmm. gives you some underpants instead of some money, and then you run home, and then you've got this phone number, and then you have to dial it on a rotary phone. Which is going to flummox anyone from the generation, all the generations behind us, who aren't going to know what the fuck a Rory phone is or how it works. And then it's like you run across, you run over to this, to the, to your, I guess your girlfriend's house, and there's the guy who's the golden boy who's who's about to shoot it, and he and he shoots and he pulls the trigger on the gun, and then the gunshot. Every time you you drink some stuff, time slows down, and then the gunshot is the big bang. And then, like, you've got the wake of the gunshot going towards the, going towards the woman, and like, your job is to stop it and save her somehow. The gunshot and everything inside the the wake of the gunshot is the ever expanding universe, <laughs> and within there, you've got to explore to find a way to destroy the universe. And you're thinking, okay. what the fuck? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I know, right? But and yeah, I can't stop playing it, and I love it. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> There's so much metaphor and and imagery and visual everything going on in this game, and I'm like, I don't understand like ten percent. I understand maybe fifteen, twenty percent of this game, and yet, like, I love, I've loved every minute of it. Like, it yeah. never tells you what you're doing. You have to figure literally everything out for yourself. Like you, you, you find some seeds and you plant the seeds so you can make bridges to like get to other places. And every time you plant a seed, it starts a new a new mini game like the one that's on the screen right now. And it, it's just you move the bar backwards and forwards, and and the ground moves. And and I I don't know what I'm trying to do with the objective of this, but I figured it out. And and the plant grew and and I and they go you see I I did it and then there's a tree and I got some seed and the bridge happened and and I was like cool and then I just moved on to the next thing <laughs> the next weird surreal thing that happened and that's the game basically in a nutshell it's amazing <laughs> but I yeah. can't really explain why. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so what what kind of game what kind of game is this? So the, the uh, is this a platformer. Or no, it's very a... much an adventure game. Um, so if you, like point and click, this is the closest sort of analogy I can give to it. Um, you kind of switch between sort of like walking around places, um, and like again like more traditional sort of point and click stuff. So you'll have like a um. Like right now on the screen in the gameplay, it's like you you you've got the scene in front of you and you've got the a pointer basically, um, and then you're either picking stuff up or you're interacting with stuff or you're like doing the magnifying glassy thing on stuff to to get a description of it, whatever. Uh, in this case, I'm popping the hearts that are that are appearing with the, the pointer in, in the dance club. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's probably most close most closely associated with an adventure game. 
I would say. Right. What's not working for you? Um, I don't really know how to. If, if the answer is nothing, I don't think anything's it. not working for me. Like, it's the weirdest. It's a weird sensation to not really be understanding what's happening, but at the same time, the way that the game sets itself out and tells its story and the imagery and the the setting and the atmosphere and the metaphor, the ones that I'm picking up on anyway, like, it's a weird feeling to not understand everything but to still really enjoy it. And it happens. I'm not the smartest person in the world, like, by a long shot. Like, there's still tons of stuff I don't I don't understand, but I still enjoy. Yeah. And it's just magnificent. I don't know why I'm doing the things that I'm doing, but they work. So I'm going to keep going. Like, you can sort of figure out, like, you are kind of... Because you're, like, exploring the ever-expanding universe. There is, like, a linear time passage you can sort of grasp a hold of where it's like you start off and there's no one anywhere really around and by the time you're sort of getting into the sort of the midpoint of the game you know you're meeting the hunter gatherers right like there's a whole thing about tracking down a deer um and there's like there's like cave people like around hunting the deer as well who seem really startled to see you 1930s Chicago style dressed man in a high fedora and a trench coat. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> Be like, what the fuck? But um like it's but yeah, it it works for me in terms of I'm just I'm enjoying what's happening. Well that's good. And I think it's that's the good. intended effect as well, because I I tweeted about it and I literally said I don't know what's happening, but I'm excited. Like I used the gift from uh, friends. I have no idea what's happening, but I'm excited. And it was liked sure. by like it was liked by the the develop like one of the developers, so I was like, I think this is the intended effect. <laughs> like, I don't know what is what's going on, but I'm excited. Yeah, no, I don't. It's, uh... But it's fun. You just click around, figure out what to do. Some stuff happens. Like, it rewards imagination as well. Where it's just like, wait, what? What if I throw this rock? Boom! There, it worked. All right, cool. Well, the only interactables are the rocks. So I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and then you do it again. And it's like, okay, well, this is the only thing. And still, then you do it again. And then the, the giant man standing in the, on the sh- in the in the water on the shoreline starts playing the saxophone a bit. And then like, okay, now I can't throw any rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can click on, I can click on my own character and start applauding. Oh, now he's playing the saxophone <laughs> again. <laughs> and more stuff's happening. <laughs> More I'm gonna keep clapping, and it's just yeah. like it's so wonderful. It sounds like it. It sounds like it's a a really fun game. What you're looking at, I've just added it to my wish list on Game Pass. So I was about to say I'll it's a Game Pass. It. Yeah, I, I yeah, think I mentioned so. it, but it's a Game Pass game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no harm in trying it out. It's like four-ish hours long, I think. Well, I like I like those type of games. So with, very... with my schedule and everything like that, and we've got like. Big games that were coming up that are gonna take up our time. We got. I'm trying to find that right balance to try and get something played as well. So, yeah, like, and I love the Dead Space to finish as well. So, <laughs> I've heard that before. I'm just kidding. A bit mean to me. I'm always mean to you. I know, but you're being a little bit more mean. You tortured me in it takes two. Is that not enough for you? No. Did that not satisfy your craving? No. 
No, I didn't. Please. Um, yeah, like, uh, the music's fantastic. Um, if you like jazz, obviously, Ooh, it's, a no- it's a noir game. <laughs> so. Um, it right. If it's not right, oh, I don't mind a bit of jazz sometimes. It's good. Um, like, it's not to the, like, I'd probably listen to it on Spotify, but it's not to the point where I would, like, it's not to the point of, like, the Persona 5 soundtrack where I'd throw out an entire podcast section going, it, this isn't a drill. <laughs> The soundtrack's available, but it is it is pretty good, you know. It's nice back it's nice background music to what you to what you're doing on the screen. Um uh, the the graphics are incredible. I love the art style. Like a lot. Um and again, yeah, it's just it's so weird. And you know me, Moody. <laughs> Give me the weird, weird game. The- I love weird games. Paradise Killer, this Everhood, like I'm not going to say that this is the way this is going to be the weirdest game of 2021. I made that mistake last week. <laughs> You've learned your learned. And I've learned. So I will not say that. Fabulous. It's one of my favorite games of the year so far though. Yeah, four months come up four months in finally getting some games. That's the thing about the games starting to come. That's the thing about it. Oh yeah, like and the last the last what four podcast episodes I've been like I feel like I'm I feel like I've just been really positive. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. this, it takes two Loop Hero, Brave Default. Like Brave Default annoys me now though. Like appeared too far behind the curtain. What was funny about that was I actually um obviously follow Rebecca Valentine on Twitter and she was talking about how the 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 end of the game, how annoying the end of the game is, and I was like, It's not just me. <laughs> Like that, my aim is to crack onto that when obviously when I'm off and everything because I'm off obviously in a couple of, in a, from next week. So that's cool. Like oh. play with it, play, you should, yeah. If you want to play it, play oh, it. I've got, oh, I've got plans. I've got that. I've added that uh, Neo to the to the list. To probably have a crack on maybe one day. Like I'm trying to find the balance for myself in my life and everything because I'm obviously setting up myself up to go back into exercise mode again for myself. So yeah, of course. I'll and schedule. We... I'll do. Like, I'm going off for like a proper schedule for myself, and I'm just gonna be like, boom, 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 boom. As we spend the rest of the nine months of 2021, hopefully, very slowly figuring out how to be how to live life again. Because I don't think people are prepared for the shock of well, hopefully, when we go back into lockdown, we'll be in our own place, so we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, we, we, I mean, we are, we were, we were literally talking about this today, where it's just like, hey, they're gonna open everything up again in the middle of of April. So the next lockdown should happen in around about summertime. Yeah. So hopefully we can get, the, get this done. Because uh, that's what's going to happen. Yep. That's what living in the UK has been for the last year. <sighs> Genesis Noir is great. You should definitely check it out. If you have Game Pass, you ain't got really got much excuse not to check it out. And you definitely should. Um, let's move on to the last game. Now, Mooney... I don't have any gameplay footage of this game. I sat down to play it last night after we'd finished playing Among Us. I forgot to hit record on the, on on OBS, and I just went, "I ain't playing that again." <laughs> to to get to get the footage again and play the footage, so you're just gonna have to put up looking at our two faces while I explain what Evil Inside is and what I thought of it. Evil Inside is a first-person horror game. 
where somebody played PT and went, I could do that. <laughs> but but you know what PT really needs? More loud noises. So the game looked interesting. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. I found out about this game because it was a PS5 advertised game on the PlayStation YouTube channel. And it looked interesting. Like the graphics looked good. They looked solid. Yeah. It was PT reminiscent, which is always good because PT was a phenomenal game and one of the best horror experiences I've ever had. Is it a game? I thought it was just like a. Playable. It's a playable teaser, but the the game never came out. So as far as I'm, I just call it a game. Oh, um, I mean, it had an ending. It had puzzles. It's not me being a jerk. I've never played it, ladies and gentlemen, so I can't comment. I always heard it was just a demo. It it was it was a playable teaser. That's what PT suffered. Um, for Silent Hills. Evil inside. Which might finally get an answer with this shit, maybe. <laughs> Evil inside. And I hate, I hate being negative. Evil inside misses basically misses the point of what PT was trying to do. Whilst being, if I want to be charitable, I could call it PT adjacent. Like, you literally walk in a loop, the same way you do in PT. It's an L-shaped corridor. They've added a room, so when you go down the stairs to go through the door, there's a room there. And then you go through another door, and that's when you start the loop all over again. But you can go upstairs, too. But, like, halfway down the thing on the corridor, there's the door. There's the drawers. You look up. There's the balcony to the to the, to the the upstairs bit, the same as it was in the house in PT. They moved the bathroom, so at least they put that in a different place. But... Like, no, it's not plagiarism. It's inspiration. It's just incredibly obvious. And it's just like, you could have probably obfuscated this a bit. And it wouldn't annoy me so much if the game was good. Like, if you took a Marge from PT and you made a great horror game out of it, cool, fair enough, but you didn't make a great horror game out of it. Ten minutes into this game, you walk into a room, and it's like, this. you know what? The atmosphere is pretty creepy. Like... Contemporary settings in horror games that are just a little bit off are always quite creepy, like a house. That's just not quite right, because you, you've been in houses. You live in a house, hopefully. You know? You know? Yeah. So it's like, it works. And then you walk into this room, and then the fucking giant baby head appears, and it screams at you like really loud, like, ah! and it's just like, oh, it's going to be that kind of game, isn't it? And sure enough, every like five minutes, there's a really loud noise and a jump scare. And it's not scary. Constant jump scares and incredibly loud noises are startling. Sure. Not scary if there's nothing really going on. If there's not, like, you know, like, the way I would say it, there's a great, I'm going to make a comparison between this and PT. And I know it's kind of. It's kind of a dick move because this is an indie game made by an indie team and PT was made by Hideo Kojima and a team from Konami. But I'm going to do it anyway because, hell, the game looks like PT. In PT, when you're doing your loops, one, at one point you walk down the corridor and you've got the balcony thing up to the upstairs that I mentioned and the ghost lady entity, whatever, is standing up there looking down at you. 
So if you look up, you'll see it and be like, oh shit. Like, you can miss it because you just don't look up. And then you carry on your way. So it's either a spooky moment or it's not a spooky moment. In Evil Inside, <clears throat> that moment is replicated. Except the your camera control is taken away as you look up at it as it makes a loud noise in, in your headphones. Because it's like, you have to see, you have to see this. It's super scary. And that's the difference. And that's what I mean by when I say, like, they miss the mark completely. Like, PT had jump scares. PT has one of the worst jump scares I've ever experienced in my entire life. But it's scary because, one, it's one of, like, two jump scares in the entire experience. And, and two, like, the game itself is scary. Like, it builds an atmosphere of dread. It builds a creepy atmosphere. It's very unsettling to play. And Evil Inside just isn't. Like, you're just constantly being shouted at by the game. And and it's super annoying. And that's impressive, considering it's 45 minutes long. Yeah. 45 minutes long? It's, it's 45 minutes long. Give or take. Give or take getting stuck on a puzzle, which is super simple. Um... Yeah, I was as surprised as anyone. Like, I found the end of the game. And it happened. And that was it. It was over. And I was like... I mean, I'm kind of relieved. Because I really wasn't enjoying it. Um, Is there anything that appealed? It's just like the last thing. Last game. No, like... The first few minutes show promise. And then it shows its hand as, as a jump scare. A thorn. And it could be funny to play with a group of friends. Like, and, you know, everybody going, ah, every time the game decides to try and perforate your eardrums. Like, but, Moody, I started laughing at the jump scares. Like, <laughs> it's it's like the the house and the environment is really well rendered. And it looks slick. It looks really slick. But then... It's like the the other assets, the the giant baby face, the the woman ghost, like they're from a completely different game. And they've just been dropped into this game because they needed a model of a character or of a face. Like there's a moment like partway through the game, and again I'm describing something that took me less than an hour. Like you can you can watch an episode of, of Falcon and the Winter Soldier in less time. In in it'll take sorry in more time than it takes you to finish this game, and like a baby appears, like a full on model of a baby with a, a diaper on, and it's big, it's as big as you are, um, and it appears as part of a jump scare. So naturally, there's a really loud noise. I just start laughing, and then and then a bit later on, like the the woman ghost thing comes running at you, screaming, and again I was just laughing. Oh God, that's definitely not what a horror. Horror game, film, anything wants doesn't want. I to, just started finding it funny. Yeah. Like, and then you get to the ending, and ooh, there's a twist ending that like is obvious from like five minutes into the game, and it goes out of its way to make sure you know what's going on, and it super over explains itself, and oh, it's just it missed the mark on so many things. 
And PlayStation what? advertised this game on its on its YouTube channel. As a, and because PS5 exclu- PS5 games in general, like not backwards compatible PS4 games, PS5 games, pretty thin on the ground right now. I was excited by a horror game that was a PS5 game. That's probably why they did it because they didn't have many games right now. Well, God, yeah, I don't advertise. Because you can't think it can't be forty. You can't think it could be the developer going, "Yo, can we pay you to do do this?" A forty-five minute. Ten pound horror expert horror game on 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 their YouTube channel. That I'm sorry, it's just not very good. And I'm not alone. If I mean, you can go on. And I don't use Open. Take this with a massive amount of salt. I don't use Open Critic to prove any point. But you can go on Open Critic, and I'm not the only person who thinks this. Not even a scoff on Metacritic, so I've seen. It's just not great, and it bums me out because I hate talking shit about things people have created but at the yeah. same time this is a review podcast and I can't I've got to be honest I've got to be honest you have it's... to be honest yeah yeah that's what we're here for we're here to be honest and like yo if this does if a game doesn't work for us we're going to be honest we're just going to say yo it, just, it didn't work for me type of thing and it's oh it doesn't work for you just dial the for atmosphere you. like that if, if somehow the developers are watching <clears throat> Maybe, I don't know. They're probably not, because like what are the odds, right? But if like dial that atmosphere from the from the very beginning of the game up, take out most of the jump scares, right? Most of them. Maybe keep like one or two. Don't over explain your story. And make everything subtle. Like take those scares that you want to put in, just make them really subtle. Maybe there's someone just peering around a doorway. And then when you look directly at them, they're gone. Don't have a freaking giant baby head appear in front of me as the first scary thing that happens. It screams. Yeah. I won't lie. It seems like uh, they took the idea. A little, they haven't just took an idea from PT. I'm, I'm not tooting my own horn here. Like uh, we, a few years ago, I did a game jam where we literally had a scare right at the beginning just for the shits and giggles. And it was like a a scream, baby scream at you. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's, Is this someone from my college who left? It's <laughs> funny. Maybe. It's funny, and I jump. <laughs> like, it's funny for you, and it's funny for people, like, hypothetically watching, even though I wasn't streaming it. And I, I jumped, startled, but it kills the atmosphere. <laughs> Instantly. Because it it lets the tension, it lets the tension go, right? Yeah. And then when you repeat the same trick every five minutes... It's like the tension is gone. There's no tension. You need tension yeah. in a horror game. Alien Isolation, you didn't see the bloody alien for the first three hours of the game. There's a reason. And yet you felt it. Yeah, but you were terrified you, of it. Yeah. Yeah. You were felt you knew it was there. You were just thinking, oh my god, is that it? Is that it? Is that it? That's why it took you probably 15 hours to get to that part. Because <laughs> you were too scared to move. Because <laughs> you knew what was coming. I go back to the save point. I'll, I'll try it again tomorrow. Um, but yeah, like it, it sucks to say it, but it's it 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 just it missed it missed completely. Well, that's disappointing. Thanks Twitter for voting that game to the top of of the thing and making it the number one game. But no, actually, that was quite fun to like take the decision of what games to play out of my hands completely. So I think I'm gonna do that like more often. I'm gonna do that every now and again and just like let. Let the people of Twitter decide what games I play and talk about on this podcast from time to time. 
Yeah, but you know what happens when you have a democratic vote? We get what we have now. <laughs> I played Genesis Noir, which was amazing. So, you know, it worked. It also didn't, but that's beside the point that I'm trying to make. Shut up. Um, That's it. I don't think we have anything else to really, really cover and talk about. We don't have a what special topic. Or... Our aim, I think, will be for next week is probably more takes to the new level of Among Us. Yeah, we'll definitely actually do a podcast ep- like thing about that next week because because yeah, it's worth talking about. Yeah, might try and bring um, someone on from from the streams to talk yeah. as well. And hopefully, maybe some months on rise, but we're not really sure yet. Obviously, we gotta try and balance things. We're trying to balance things out. I think. So yeah. Monster Hunter is something that you may want to play together. The same goes for Outrise. I think just so we can both have the same. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about schedules and stuff, but next week we'll definitely be talking about the new map on Among Us. We'll definitely be talking about. <clears throat> More it takes two. Um, I also want to play Evil Genius too, so I'll probably be talking about that next week. Um, cool. I like it on my own time. Um, other video stuff. We've got a really funny clip coming up um, this week from from an Among Us stream. Um, as its own thing, not as a part of a highlight package that'll be coming out halfway through April. Yeah, the um, next one what, halfway through April. And yeah, I've got a, I've got an essay I'm working on. Um, about something that affects me while I'm playing playing video games. Um and the control route perspective is coming along really well. Fantastic. I go into way too much detail about really small aspects of the game. It's great. That's it's, what you love though. It's just you like my that. last two. <laughs> yeah, you love that. You do love that. Uh, I think well no, I don't think I know I will be streaming again probably from next week. Yeah. When so... yet, I don't know, but Dead Space will be returning. Then we'll move on to Dead Space 2. So Tuesday and Friday nights. Probably be it takes two nights. <clears throat> All going well among us. Saturdays will still be a thing. And then it's whatever Moody's going to do. Because I won't be streaming any of the other any of the other nights, basically. So that's cool. And once I've finished it takes two. We'll see. I'm kind of liking you know, this group. Because one of the things I was thinking when I was playing Genesis Noir... Um, was damn! I wish I'd streamed this. This would have been a cool stream to just watch my head, my brain collapse in on itself <laughs> as I was trying to play this game that I wasn't understanding but enjoying, and then thinking I have to explain why, but I can't explain why. But I'm a podcaster who talks about games. What? If I, <laughs> how do I talk about a game I'm enjoying but not explain why I'm enjoying it? And then how like, but um, I was just like, yeah, like I just want to, like, yeah. So I want to stream that. There's a game. There's another indie game coming out in a couple of weeks. I want to stream that as well. So Moody's gonna take care of the old games on Twitch, and I'm gonna take care of the shiny new games. And then every now and again we'll play multiplayer. New shiny games. I might touch a couple of shiny. Yeah, and then every now and again we'll play multiplayer games because we both enjoy multiplayer games. We both like teaming up. So For good. some reason. Some reason indeed. Bye, everybody. Are we gone? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>